Would you willingly break a bone if you knew that it was going to catapult you towards success? Uh, Robert, is, is that a trick question? I don't know. Well, <laughs> let's chat about what broken bones have to do with success today on the What's My Story podcast. Let's go. What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the What's My Story podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. And here's how we do it. We share stories of pivotal moments in people's lives that help them to navigate towards the success that they have now. How did they make it past their challenge? How did they make it past their obstacle? How did they turn their pain into their profit. Ha <laughs> ha. Let's talk about that today. If you want to do me a favor, go right here, right here, right there. Yeah. Text me 410-936-4049, 410-936-4049. That'll get you into our community. You'll know when we're going live. You'll know when what everything is happening in our community. So, or you can even text me and let me know if you want additional guests on the show. And any questions that you want to ask, I'd love to hear them. So go ahead and text me 410-936-4049. Don't forget, you can also join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. This week, we actually have a challenge happening, and I'm going to put this on the bottom of the screen here. If you want to join us for this challenge, it's called the Start Where You Are Challenge. If you know that it's time for your story to get on a stage, if you know that it's time for you to get greater visibility, utilizing the experiences and the situations and the, even the challenges that you have in life, but maybe you've had this fear. Maybe you think that you don't have the right equipment, the right lighting, the right microphone, the right circumstance, the right background. Hey, we're here to tell you, start where you are because the world is waiting for your story and it's gotta make a difference and it's gonna make a difference. Somebody's waiting for your story in order for them to be transformed. So join us for the Start Where You Are Challenge this week, started yesterday and every evening this week at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and you can go to startwhereyouarechallenge.com Calm. All right. Well, listen, let's hang out with our guest for today. Our guest is Christina Daves, and she's a serial entrepreneur and award winning inventor. My goodness, she's had careers in event planning, land development feasibility. She's owned a retail store and is now the designer and manufacturer of MediFashions, which are award winning accessories to make medical devices fashionable. She's been featured in over 50 media outlets in less than one year and over her entire career, more than a thousand. My goodness. You want to get on TV? Let's chat with Christina Days. Christina, how are you doing today? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. I, I love that intro. We In PR, we call that a hook. You yes. Stay on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, as I read through your bio, it kind of made me wonder a little bit. My goodness. Um, it's kind of one of those revisionist history things. If I knew this was going to happen, would I, would I have taken the pain on purpose? <laughs> so. It was kind of painful, but 
Probably. Now, now it's easy to look back and say that. It's kind of like yeah. having you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <that> was <laughs> yeah. So let's let's before we jump into your story, let's talk a little bit about what it is that you do now. So I read and I, I mentioned that you have a uh, medical fashional if I can get my words together, a medical fashion business, award-winning accessories to make medical devices fashionable. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, when I broke my foot and I was in the boot, I was miserable. And and mm -hmm. everyone's either been in one or known someone. They're not an attractive device. You know, it's, yes. it's like a robotic boot. And I was so sad and so depressed. And I was like, why doesn't anybody make something to make these look better? And I'm literally Googling medical boot fashions, medical boot accessories, and there was nothing on the market. And then I started asking, every time I'd see someone in a boot, what if you could decorate that? What would you do? Would you love that? And everyone was like, yes, 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 I would buy it. And that's really how it started, just to kind of change the conversation from Oh, Robert, you poor thing to, oh, Robert, that's great. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a situation where I had a bone spur that was, I uh, had a little surgery on that. And so I had one of those boots and yeah, you're, you're right. They're not exactly sexy. So. No, <laughs> at all. So tell us a little bit. So let, let's step back a little bit. So you, you jumped to the boot itself, but tell us about you know, the, the, the bone break and the thought process that began to take place as you got your your boot. I mean, is it just that you like to color? What is it that uh, that allowed you to start to think I can do something different here? Well, it's interesting because I had just sold the store mm -hmm. and we were in Canada uh, visiting my mom who lived there at the time. We were at their lake house and when we were docking the boat, Oh, another boat came by with a big wake and it kind of threw me off the boat and I landed on a metal cleat, like that circle metal thing. And it yeah. hurt. And I always joke, because I'm a mom, you know, the mothership can't go down. So I spent three weeks hobbling on this foot and my husband kept saying, Christina, your foot is broken. You, we've got to go to the doctor. And we had a trip planned in New York City and I knew I couldn't walk in the city. I was in so much pain. And my son was playing hockey at the time, and we had a dad on the team who was an orthopedic surgeon. So I called him, I'm like, Eric, I think my foot is broken. And sure enough, I go to his office right before we were leaving for New York, and he takes an x-ray, and then he brings in the boot. So that's really what started is that I was heading to New York City, fashion yeah. capital of the world. And I'm like, I cannot go to New York City in this awful, awful boot. So I was yeah. going to have anything overnighted to my hotel or I thought I could find something in New York City for sure and there was nothing and I was mm -hmm. joking I mean, you read at the beginning I have been an entrepreneur since my early 20s and I think my husband literally saw the light bulbs going off like oh here comes <laughs> another business <laughs> wow so you 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 get this boot and you start wearing it and you start to, is it just decorate it differently? Or what is it that you'd begin to do to qualify this thing as an invention? And we're moving towards the inventor contest yeah. here in just a moment. So it's really interesting. I uh, went to Virginia Tech and we had a big game at um, RFK Stadium in DC and yeah. I'm in my boot and I was like, oh, so I tied a Virginia Tech bandana around it. And I got so many compliments on it. 
everyone was like, oh, what a great idea. And it's like just reinforcing my idea that I had on the train. And just the more people I talked to, and I did a focus group to see, and there was a mom from my daughter's lacrosse team, and she's like, oh, I'm in corporate America. I would never decorate my boot. And I'm like, well, would you just come and kind of see what I'm doing? Because I need the negative, too. I need to understand the process. And even this woman, when she got in and saw the prototypes, said, oh, my gosh, I would wear this every day to work. So it was just that... But you talk about, you know, what's your story? And my whole business plan, my whole concept was that doctors would sell this. And if you know anything about medical professionals, they are not interested in retail sales. (laughs) It's changed changed a little bit now. This was 2010. Now they kind of have to sell products in their their offices. Uh, But so that, that was my big mistake and pivot. And I had to figure out, you know, I couldn't sell them to the doctor's offices. I had to figure out how I was going to sell it. Wow. So now these are, I mean, you can kind of think about these as medical devices or boots with decorations on them. At least that's kind of what the sound is, but this is a bit more than that. You actually then enter a competition. Tell us a little bit about how the Steve Harvey thing comes about. Well, the Steve Harvey thing is really how the whole PR piece came about um, mm-hmm. because I I had invented this product. I, I invented a whole new space in the marketplace. So nobody mm-hmm. knew this product existed. So I'm trying to figure out how do I tell the world my story, you know, how this right. came to be. And I answered a blind media query that said, um, do you have a product you want to take to the next level national television? I didn't even know it was Steve Harvey. And I submitted in August and I didn't hear anything until I think it was the end of October. And when they, they reached out to me on an email, it was the Steve Harvey show. And they said, we're intrigued. We're interested in your product. You know, tell us more, but do a video. So do a video. I'm a mom. I'm trying to get my kids. Oh, I'm sorry. Do a video by 10 AM. So I'm trying to get my kids to school, pack lunches, you know, a normal morning routine. Well, I had applied for Shark Tank and had gotten pretty far and then didn't get on Shark Tank, which was devastating at the time, but it worked out to my advantage because I took the Shark Tank video that I had done, quickly edited out, you know, my computer, the word Shark Tank, and sent that to Steve Harvey show. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a Shark Tank-esque kind of thing. Um, but it was it was an inventor competition. I got there, there were six of us. Um, and I won, I won $20,000. And wow. he he put me on the map. I mean, that was it. Steve Harvey can, you know, do amazing things. And I went back to him several times. I was actually on the Steve Harvey show three times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It was so well, I, I think there are a lot of people that are asking the question about this blind pitch or this blind invite that shows up. Is that something that you were seeking out, searching for, or you just happened to be patrolling your inbox one day and it just happened to be there? No, how, how did I, that start? There, There is a resource that I swear by. And if you start to follow me, you'll see I use it all the time. It's called Help a Reporter Out. Arrow, help a reporter, yeah. arrow, help a reporter.com. Uh, yeah. it, it's worth your five minute investment. I would say if I had gotten nothing else in the last 10 years, except that one interview, but I've gotten mm-hmm. 
thousands of or a thousand interviews, uh, it's worth it. So that's, that's where I found that it came in my inbox. It was perfect. I have a product and I submitted and I had to go through a day of interviews, but at the end, and here's a funny part of this story. So my husband and I are walking out of the high school at a booster club meeting and mm -hmm. I get call and they said we want you on the show and I said oh my gosh that's wonderful when and they said tomorrow what's your airport yeah. choice and the name on your driver's license <laughs> wow if you want it you I mean my husband just looked at me he's like just go I'll figure it out you just go you can't pass up this opportunity but that's how yeah. these things happen you have to be open to for yeah. these things to come to you yeah so I think the question that I want to ask is about how anybody can do this, right? Because a lot of us may feel like, well, Christina had an invention that she was pushing at the time. Why would a, a news outlet or a TV show be interested in just little old me? But before you start to answer that, I would just want to take us to a sponsor commercial. Are you still struggling to plan your next event? Let us rescue you. It's handled. It's handled. It's handled. I am Melissa Jakes, CEO and founder of Rescue Event Planning, the Olivia Pope of Live Events. Consider your next event handled. Thanks so much to Melissa Jakes at Rescue Event Planning. If you're like me and maybe you're a speaker, maybe you are an author, maybe you are just somebody who runs events and does sells products, but you don't want to have to run around handling all of that on your own. Make sure that you get a right hand and a left hand by heading on over to rescueeventplanning.com and make make sure that you connect with Melissa Jakes and let them know that RK3 sent you. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the story right here with Christina, Christina Daves. So, yeah, you, you've got Harrow and you've got all of these other maybe resources that you use in order to book time on media outlets. But what if you're someone who feels like you don't really have a product or a story to share in a big way, should I still be using reaching out to media outlets? Everybody has a big story. Everybody mm -hmm. has an expertise. You are in your business for a reason. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not to make money. I really, there, that's very few people who are just in it for the money. We're yeah. in it for the satisfaction of helping people. We all have a niche. You know, people say to me, I work with a lot of real estate agents and yeah. people will say, Christina, how can you have 200 realtors in a group coaching program all at the same right. time? And you're getting all of, they're all landing in the media. Like, because you all have a different gift to offer. I want yeah. everyone, and I, I love to break this myth down. Do not be afraid to pitch the media. Do not think you do not have value. The media today is 24 seven, 365. If anyone out there is my age, when I was growing up, we had four channels on the TV that you had to stand up and turn. Uh, now it's so different, right? And you can access these people. You can access producers. You find out who they are. It's not this secret 
this big secret, you know, television station. Guess what? When you call the newsroom, they're really nice. They want yeah. to hear your story. You just have to put it. I have a formula that I use. I call it the get famous formula. And you can go to my YouTube channel and I've got lots of short videos on it. But you want to be newsworthy. You want to create a great hook and you want to find the right journalist. And, wow. and being newsworthy is as simple as paying attention to what's going on in the world right now, which mm -hmm. obviously is COVID. Uh, but I can't tell you how many clients, HR people, real estate people, uh, travel agents, got on television and in the media because of COVID, because they need the peripheral stories. And right. that's where you come in. So you absolutely 100% have something to offer the media. Wow. So what is it that somebody needs to to do? I mean, you said that we all have expertise. How can I use that expertise or turn that into something that's going to be yummy? How, how do I know what to say to uh, a news team or whoever is accepting the pitches that's going to grab their attention? So you want to think about the end user. Who is the television audience? Who's the radio listener? Who's the newspaper reader? Um, I'll give you a perfect example. One of my clients is a pediatric dentist. And right. I sent her a text message last week. And I don't know where you are, but I think it's pretty much across the country. The kids have to wear masks now back in school. Right. And so I texted her and I said, is there anything related to your teeth from wearing a mask all day? And she said, oh my gosh, yes. Because if you think about it, you, you need... You need saliva, you need water. Well, you're wearing a mask, which is drying out your mouth. There are no water fountains open in the schools anymore. Long story short, we looked, they happened to run a story. Of course, everyone's running stories about kids wearing masks to school. She did the follow-up story that said, hey, I'm a pediatric dentist. Here's some things for your audience because parents probably don't realize their kids are going to have a mouthful of cavities but you can prevent it by sending an extra bottle of water with them. Um, you know, have them brush their teeth during the day. So we came up with three bullet points, super short pitch, and boom, she got booked on NBC. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. It's easy. <laughs> so it's so I've got to really just lean into what my expertise is and cross-reference that if, if for lack of a better term with something current that that's happening so you've got harrow as one resource is another way to do this what's another way to do this do we just is it as simple as looking up the tv studios in your area and making a phone call well i always recommend doing an email but mm -hmm. but all you need to do is go on to google like we have this amazing resource right here. Go into Google, put your yeah. topic, your expertise, whatever it is that you do, and click on that little button at the top that says news. See yeah. what people are talking about. What's trending in your industry? The media, if it's trending, so here's here's a great quote I got from a news anchor that's become a dear friend of mine. So yeah. back in the day in the media, it was, if it bleeds, it leads. You guys mm. have probably all heard that. Now it's, if it's shareable, it's arable. Wow. So they want to see what's going on on the internet, on social media. What are people talking about? Because if they run a news story, they need viewers, likes, comments, all of that 
just like everybody else does. It's really important for their business. So if they tell a story of what everyone's talking about, you keep that conversation going. So see yeah. what's going on on Twitter. See what's, I'll tell you, I just did a video I, last week or the week before. Go on mm -hmm. TikTok. The media is covering what people are talking about on TikTok like crazy. If yeah. you're a doctor and they're talking about, I think one of them is a new way to whiten your teeth or you're a dentist. Is that good or bad? Um, there's fashion things. Oh, I saw something this morning and I'm seeing this in Harrow all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, what can you talk about this TikTok viral video? So, wow. because if you go to the media outlet and you say this TikTok video has a million views, but here's what it's missing or give them that extra piece. Of course, they're going to talk about that because that's what's right. so important right now. Right. So from a time perspective, if I'm looking, you you were able to book 50 media appearances in, in just around a year. From a time perspective, how much time should I be looking at dedicating to pitching or doing this research maybe weekly if I wanted to end up with the same results or similar results to you? I tell my clients, everyone that I work with, five to 10 minutes a day. It's mm -hmm. not even that. But, but that's tangible, that's doable. Uh, yeah. Get up five minutes earlier, like seriously. Don't stop yeah. at Starbucks for your coffee, pitch the media instead. You know, think yeah. about, because I know of no other way to get your business exposed to that many people than media. Mm -hmm. it, wow. I mean, without paying for it, you can pay for advertising, of course. And that's yeah. part of a lot of people's businesses and that's fine. But, but where, where do you wanna make the sacrifice to spend the time to do something that is going to be transformational to your business. And yeah. it's not hard, it's learning a system and it's putting it in place. Right, so you just mentioned TikTok, going on TikTok or social media. What are some of the other things or other outlets that I should be considering? Because a lot of times people think, oh yeah, um, I need to get on Fox and NBC and CBS and ABC. Are there other media outlets that I should be considering that would give me just as much value? Absolutely. Don't discount the podcasts. I mean, mm. this is, you have just brought me in to your viewers. Yeah. I'm providing value to your viewers. Where are your customers and, or your clients and mm -hmm. find relevant podcasts? It, you know, you don't need to be on a podcast that has 500,000 downloads. If that podcast is in your niche and they have a thousand downloads, how great would that be to, to possibly have a thousand people, you know, hearing what you do here, you know, possibly wanting to work with you. Yeah. So I, I'm a huge proponent of podcasts. Love it. Love it. So tell us a little bit more about your, your company, PR for anyone. And they can touch bases with you at ChristinaDaves.com. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But tell us a little bit more about your company, who you work with specifically, and how yeah. you help them. Yeah. So I call myself a PR strategist. I'm not a mm -hmm. PR firm. Please do not call for me to hire you to pitch you to the media. But I right. teach you or your team or your virtual assistant how to do it. I teach you how to do a strategy. That's the important thing is, you know, what, what are those ways? Like I just told you about my client who's a pediatric dentist. You know, I come up with these ideas. I'm texting my clients all the time, you know, oh, what about this? What about this? And they're just, you just have to pay attention. You have to listen and 
that's what I do is I help people come up with these newsworthy story ideas. I help them come up with a hook and I help them find who that right person is to pitch. Right. So let's talk about fears for a moment. We talked earlier on about people not being sure where to look and maybe not thinking that their story is important enough. What other fears have you come across with your clients? What reasons do people give to you for not pitching or utilizing the media? Time is number one. Mm -hmm. And I just debunked that, right? We're not going to go to Starbucks. It's less time than that. Or we're going to get up five minutes earlier. Um, And and their fear of the journalists, that's a big thing. They, They think, oh, this, you know, high in the sky person and they're they're people just like us they were stuck at home homeschooling their kids during covid they have the same issues that we do their job is just putting on a television program or writing an article for forbes magazine uh they're, they're just people doing their job and i'm telling you when you can help make their job easier they will love you love you i can't tell you how many journalist numbers i have in my cell phone that i can text because right. I give good stories, not, and not always me. You know, I give them good ideas. I just helped a friend out with a, a nonprofit that she has, but mm-hmm. they trust me that I'm going to give them good story ideas. Nice. So nice. You can, so, you can do that. what are some of the things that uh, we should be concerned about? I, I, I asked this question because when you join any social media platform, LinkedIn, you can almost immediately begin to get spam or these people reaching out to you to sell something. So the more that I get on media, should I be aware of that? And how do I navigate that element? (laughs) I I guess I don't understand you. You you mean like haters or? Well, haters, but as I get on to more media, platforms as i get onto channels am i gonna get spammers am i gonna get people that are trying to pitch me and sell me stuff i mean is will i see an uptick in that of course you you do and i think linkedin i don't know what happened to linkedin but right now it is just it's constant sale sale Mm -hmm. sale you know my inbox is just full of this stuff i actually miss some good things uh but yeah but that's not a bad thing right Mm -hmm. That means people are starting to pay attention and listen to you. And they, they want to be a part of you. Um, it. It, again, it's just, it's providing value to people. That's really, you've got to get that mindset. It's not about you. It's not about, oh, if I get on TV, I get this, this, and this. I mean, you're going to yeah. reap all those benefits. But if you go forward in, in terms of providing value and giving back, mm-hmm. it's very different. Um, and, and yeah, you're going to have people reach out and that's, that's great. But media begets media also. So the more media you get, the more media people are going to start reaching out to you. Love it. I love it. So let's end with this. Tell us a little bit about projects that you have coming up, what you have going on and how people can really connect with you online. Yes. I always joke, if you can't find me online, I'm in big trouble because this <laughs> is my job. But go to ChristinaDaves.com or PR for anyone you can find me. Um, but yeah, we've got two live events that we're hosting. We just did one um, in Dallas last week. The website is up. You can look at it. It's called getprfamous.com. And uh, we basically teach you exactly how to do all of this, plus some other things like social media and videos and how do you get people 
to really want to engage with you. And then for our VIPs, we take them in a television studio and actually interview them. And we prep them prior to the interview. So you're getting a three to five minute video of exactly what your clients need to say yes to you. Uh, which is super exciting. So there's a bunch of examples on there. And then in December, in right outside of New York City, we're doing Speak From Your Power. And that's at speakfromyourpowerlive.com. And that's, I'm with my colleague on both of these, but she, I kind of lead the Get PR Famous and she leads this one. Uh, but it's more about, you know, people think, oh, I've done speaker training. I, I speak confidently. But are people listening to you? Yeah. And... We're going to do two days of that, as well as more video of you really giving an impactful either talk or interview. Um, but it's really learning about body language and signs and, and you know, how do you get people to trust you and to listen to you? And it's, it's really great. So those are the two websites. I'm super excited. And we're doing each of those twice a year. I love it. Christina, I appreciate your time with us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks right. so much. Excellent. Well, listen. If you have a story to tell, then you've got to make sure that you tell it. If you've got a, a story that is inside of you, you've got to find what platforms you can use to share that story. And as we've learned today, those platforms are not only Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Some of those platforms are NBC, ABC, podcasts, Fox, Anywhere that you can see visual media, you can be a, a person that's on that visual media. So make sure that you leverage that, make sure you take advantage of that, because as we say on this show every week, the world is waiting for your story. Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff, your stuff is your story, and your story, yeah, your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the Third, RK3, and this has been the What's My Story podcast. We'll see you next Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time.